So, beloved, um, thank you, Colleen and, and Steve, for the scripture reading and for Sharon and for the team that led the worship here this morning. We will look at the passage of scripture that Colleen just read in John chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, as a starter. Now, you know what the starter is? You know, when you used to go to the spur, you used to have a starter. That's what we're going to have this morning. Before we have our main meal to be found in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, um, that's a passage that Steve read. And if time permits, we will have dessert. Now, in this passage where Jesus changed water into wine, there's a few things I would like us to take note of. <clears throat> in John chapter um, 2, verses 1 to 4, says that a wedding was taking place in Cana. The mother of Jesus was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Mary then told Jesus that they had run out of wine. After a brief discussion with Jesus, she says these very, very challenging words to the servants found in chapter 2, verses 5 to 8. Whatsoever he saith unto you, you do it. Those were the words of Mary unto the servants. Jesus saith unto the servants, fill the water pots with water. Jesus spoke, and the servants listened and obeyed and filled the water pots with water up to the brim. It was not an unusual request. After all, it was water pots. But the result was the water turned to wine. And not only wine, according to chapter 2, verses 9 to 10, but good wine, according to the governor of the feast. I would like us to consider this morning the words of Mary. Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Does God speak to us as individuals today? If he does speak, are we as servants listening? Meaning, taking notice of and act on what he says. And if he does speak and we are listening, are we prepared as servants to do whatsoever he says? Now let's look at this word servant. A servant is to be devoted, a helpful follower, to be humble, to be ready to act as God nudges and inspire him to help meet the needs of other people. A good and faithful servant are those who please God in what they do. They seek greater things in order to please the Lord with excellent results because they are delighted to satisfy him and exalt him in this world. A servant of Christ do their work humbly and selflessly, desiring only to please their master. There is no pretension, no self-importance, no compensation. Beloved, you are Christ's servants. The first book of Corinthians chapter 6 says, You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. What was that price? First Peter says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. That was the price. Servants of Christ put into practice all they learn about pleasing their Lord, while he has specific jobs for each of us according to the gifts and opportunities he provides. But servants can choose to obey or disobey their master's instructions or commands. Abram, in the book of Genesis, says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country 
and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land I will show you. And verse 4 says, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Abram, take note, Abram was 75 years old and 99 years old in chapter 17 when the Lord appeared to him again. Noah in Genesis 6, and God said to Noah, Make thee an ark of gopher. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. Jonah in the book of Jonah chapter 1, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, Arise, go to Nineveh, and cry against it, for the wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But in chapter 3 we read, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah a second time. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. We can find many reasons not to obey the voice of the master as recorded in Luke chapter 9. A certain man said, Lord, I will follow thee wheresoever thou goest. And then said Jesus, follow me. And the man said, Lord, suffer me first to bury my father. The other said, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid farewell to those which are at home. The scripture we just read proves that one can choose to obey choose to disobey or being so occupied with oneself that we miss whatsoever he says to you. Beloved, we finished the starter. I hope you enjoyed it. And as we continue with the main meal, we must remember that which was bought, brought to our attention, that we are servants bought with a price. We must listen and obey our master that bought us. We are not forced to listen or obey the master in any way. So let's continue and examine our text. In Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Slide 7, okay. okay. We are going to consider this morning verse 2. Jesus, said, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gethsemane, and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And Jesus entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little, take note of that word, a little, from the land. And the reason Jesus made this request, because verse 1 says, the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. There was a deep desire and hunger to hear from Jesus. Now this was expected because in Luke chapter 4, the previous chapter says a few things about Jesus that made me come to this conclusion. Chapter 4 verse 1 says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost. Verse 22 says, And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words, words which proceeded out of his mouth. Verse 32 says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his words was with power. Verse 36 says, And they were amazed and spake among themselves, saying, what a word is this, for with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out, and the fame of him went out into every place. Verse 42 says, And the people sought him, and came unto him, and stayed him, that he should not depart from them. Beloved, if someone with these qualities I just mentioned came to PBC, I too would be among the crowd, pressing to hear him. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 3, And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. 
This was no 30-minute sermon. Now, when Jesus was finished speaking to the people, he spoke to Simon. Verse 4 said, Then Simon heard the voice of the master. Simon, the master said, Launch out into the deep and let, your, and let down your nets for a draught. Simon's response was, Master, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. He was saying, Our boats are on land. We're busy washing our nets. We exhausted. We worked extremely hard the whole night. We read the water conditions. We chose the best spot to fish. The weather conditions were perfect. We were persistent. We were patient. After all, we experienced fishermen. But we have taken nothing. Beloved, whatsoever the master says, it might be, seem ridiculous. It might not be the norm. It might be contrary to your experience. You might not understand it. Whatsoever the master says, trust him, believe him, depend on him. Whatsoever he, the master, says unto you, not to anyone else, but to you, he speaks to you personally. Whatsoever he, the master, says unto you, act upon it, obey it, fulfill the task at hand. Beloved, Peter, after fishing all night, catching nothing, and busy washing and repairing nets, he thought his day would be like any other day. But there were three things Peter had to do. He had to thrust out a little from the land. He had to launch out into the deep and had to let down his nets. Not difficult things, things Peter probably did every day. But then Jesus, praise his name, the master enters into Peter's space and speaks into his life. And Peter responds. And Peter's life is changed forever. Beloved, how about you? Are you just going through life day after day, the same old, same old? How about allowing Jesus, the master, into your space? Give him some room. Allow him to speak and then listen, then obey, and your day will not be the same. No, your life will not be the same again. We must be obedient to God's word. We must be obedient to Jesus' teaching. We must be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you a story about a minister. He says, I was pulling my car out of a tight alley down in downtown area. Cars were parked on either side of the alley exit and I could not see the oncoming traffic very well. Once I thought I was clear, I started to pull out. But deep inside me, I heard a soft inner voice telling me, stop. It was faint and easy to miss. I did notice and I stopped. Immediately a delivery truck rushed by directly in front of the alley, exactly where I would have been. If I had pulled out, I would have been hit and instantly killed. It shook me. I could have just died. I thought about that soft voice that saved my life. I thought about how soft it was and how easily I could have missed it. It started to make me angry. This is not loud enough. Why couldn't God speak louder than that? I even said so to God. Then I felt God's awesome presence fill my car and the Holy Spirit spoke forcibly to me. He said, yes, it is a soft voice. 
And yes, it is possible to miss it. But, that's, but if you don't pay attention, but that's all you're ever going to get. Wow, now I was really shaken. I cried out in heartfelt repentance. Lord, I am so sorry. I thank you for your still, small voice. I appreciate it and I'm thankful for it just the way it is. I think we ask God to speak to us and wait for a loud, booming voice to speak. And if you keep waiting, beloved, for that booming voice, you'll miss all the little things he is saying to you. How is he whispering to your heart this morning? Beloved, don't miss him in the quiet, looking for him in the loud. There are many voices that we have to contend with. There's God's voice, which is powerful, full of majesty, and can pierce the hardest of hearts. Sometimes we obey his voice, other times we disobey his voice. Other times we just don't hear his voice, because other voices are vying for our attention. There's the voice of the world, voices of others wanting our approval and allegiance, voices of peers pressurizing us, worldly voices for you to conform to its standards. There's the world of the flesh, Voice encouraging our own desires and thoughts and plans, many which are selfish and self-glorifying. There's a voice of the devil, misdirection from Satan, false information, and a strong supporter of the world and the flesh. Beloved, we must be filled, led, and guided by the Holy Spirit so that we can hear from God and then discern if we're hearing from God or from our enemies. Beloved, when you hear from God, it must, I say, it must agree with God's word. Jesus says in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. He calleth his own sheep by name and he knows them and they follow him and he know his voice. Do you know the good shepherd? Are you following him? Do you know and hear his voice. God is not silent. If God wants to speak to us, nothing will stop him. God today still speaks to us in various ways. God communicates through the Bible, his inspired word, reading the Bible, sermons, through circumstances, through the promptings of the Holy Spirit, that still small voice inside us that reveals God's truth and guides us to do what pleases the Master. He speaks through dreams and visions. There's not a single way to connect to him, but we must do everything according to what the Bible teaches. God speaks through whatever or whomever he chooses, but never, I must stress this, never in disagreement with the Bible, the word of God. There were many voices Peter had to contend with. Those many voices wanted to silent Jesus' voice. But when Jesus speaks, his voice must supersede all other voices. Our experience must not hinder our listening and obeying the voice of the Master, Jesus Christ. Does God speak to individuals today? Does he? I believe he does. From the Bible, I believe we learn that when God wants to perform a miracle, many times he gives instructions. It could be directly through the written word, the Holy Spirit dwelling in the believer, or the Holy Spirit speaking through the servants of God. In the book of Acts, there are countless examples where God spoke. 
In the book of Acts chapter 8, the story of the Ethiopian reading the book of Isaiah, and an angel spoke to Philip, saying, Arise. In verse 29, then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. In Acts 13, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul. Acts chapter 9, a disciple named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision. In the book of Acts chapter 22, the Lord spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus. I was in a trance, and he said to me, Make haste. And he said to me, Depart, for I'll send you to the Gentiles. Arise and go. God speaks through angels, dreams, visions, a voice, his word, the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you a story by, uh, by, uh, from, uh, by a girl uh, by the name of Lindsay Pippin. A story told in the book, Joy Will Come, Exchange Shame for Redemption. Eighteen years at the time became pregnant as a senior in high school. Now she had the choice of aborting the baby or putting up the baby, this baby for adoption. Now you can imagine there's a lot in the story that I cannot share because of time. But I want to share what is relevant to what we're sharing today. Bethany Lindsay's aunt had a dream many years before this incident about a little girl she would hold in her arms. And over many years, she would dream the same dream year after year. She could not understand the dream, but believed the dream was from God. And she would one day hold this baby girl she dreamt about in her arms. She had a baby of her own, but she always wanted to adopt and felt so strongly about adopting a baby. Her husband, Jeff, was not keen about adopting, and God told her to start planting seeds of adoption in her husband's life. After many years of planting those adoption, adoption seeds, the seeds bore fruit. And they cutting, cutting a long story short, they adopted Lindsay's baby girl. Bethany said that she believed God had told her and prepared her for many years to be this baby's mom. Bethany said, I'll always tell people all the time, put your yes on the table. Sometimes God asks us to do crazy things, but look what can come out of our obedience. God is preparing all of us for the things he's called us to do long before we know what's going to happen. She goes on to say, so what is God asking you to do? Just put your yes on the table and listen to God. God blesses our obedience and gives grace when we fall short. Let's get back to our story. Jesus said to Simon, Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a draft. Simon's respond to Jesus in verse 5, Master, we toiled all night and have taken nothing. But it didn't stop there. Peter went on, Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at thy word. The one who spoke the word was full of the Holy Spirit. The one who spoke spoke gracious words. The one who spoke spoke powerful words. The one who spoke spoke with authority. I will let down the net, Simon said. Whatsoever Simon heard Jesus say, he did. The servant obeyed the master. Simon was listening to the master. He took note and acted on what the master said. He responded to the master's request. And verse 6 says, and when they had done this, obeyed Jesus' instruction, launched out into the deep, let down on his for a draft. You see, the master sees what we cannot see. 
they enclosed a great multitude of fish and the nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come help. Help them. And they came and filled both boats so they began to sink from toiling all night, from taking nothing, from washing their nets, from the ship standing by the lake. By Peter doing whatsoever the master told him to, be, to do, Peter and his partners, take note, life changed forever. From toiling all night and taking nothing in minutes, multitude of fishes were caught. From washing nets, now nets were breaking. Both boats that were idle were now filled with fishes in the process sinking. When Simon Peter saw what had happened, he fell down at Jesus' knees, acknowledging his sinfulness and Jesus as Lord. Beloved, doing what Jesus tells us to do demands obedience. We must be confident that it is the Master's instruction. We must be courageous and do it. Beloved, doing what Jesus tells us to do, to be part of his plans, is such a privilege. It should bring us down to our knees to acknowledge it is by his grace alone. The Master wants to speak to us, his servants. We must listen. In John chapter 4, verse 49, the nobleman saith unto Jesus, Sir, come down, my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, Thy son liveth. In John chapter 9, And Jesus anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. The blind man went his way therefore, and washed, and came seeing. They did as the master told them to do. The nobleman went his way, and believed the word Jesus had spoken, Thy son liveth. The blind man went his way, and washed, and came seeing. In verse 8 we read, When Simon saw it, the multitude of fishes caught, the two boats full of fishes. He fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Jesus responded to Simon's confession, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Jesus is offering Simon an opportunity to follow him. Simon focused on his problem, sinfulness. Jesus focused on Simon's potential, thou shalt catch men. Beloved, as we do whatsoever the master tells us to do, Jesus is telling us we have God-given potential. He's not only telling us, but he sees the potential. He sees so much possibility. We have God-given ability to influence others, encourage others, and change the lives of others. All we need is to obey, for there is no other way. There are a few things that happened in the sticks, which was the direct obedience to the voice of the master. Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. We must take note of. Many people were blessed by Simon's first step of obedience. Verse 1 says the people pressed upon him, Jesus, to hear the word of God. And Jesus requested Simon to thrust out a little, a little from the land. When Simon did this, the people could see and hear Jesus better. Verse 3 goes on to say, And Jesus entered into one of the boats and sat down and taught the people, Beloved, this was now done in comfort. Those little things we do for God results in big rewards for the kingdom of God. 
Simon's second step of obedience in verse 4, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. When Simon was obedient to this request from catching nothing, two boat loads of fish were caught, causing their nets to break and their boats to sink. Peter was blessed. Those on the boat were with him were blessed. His partners, James and John, were not only blessed, but with Simon were astonished, greatly surprised, impressed, amazed at what had happened. What had happened? They witnessed the Lord's supernatural provision. God often rewards others as a result of our obedience. The biggest blessing they received from Jesus that day was to be called to serve the master. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. When the master tells you to do something and you know without a doubt it is his will, then you need to obey based solely on who is doing the talking. When you choose to obey, the Lord will bless you and those around you. We, like Simon, must recognize that obeying God is always the wisest cause of action. We read in, in verse 10, and Jesus said, Fear not, Simon, from henceforth you will catch men. There was a command from the master, fear not. A promise from the master, you will catch men. The master will provide all that is needed for you to accomplish that which he has told you to do. The servants heard and they obeyed. They forsook all and followed the master. We must remember as we obey the master, Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 25 about the talents a man gave his servants, God gives. According to their ability, God knows your strengths and abilities. And as they used the talents he gave them, do as God tells you. He commended them as well done, thou good and faithful servants. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Beloved, that small assignment God has told you to do, do it with all your heart. It's the beginning of big things for God's kingdom. Beloved, when Jesus told Peter in John chapter 21, verse 9, follow me, Peter was concerned about John, John with these words to Jesus. And what shall this man do? And Jesus answered him, Peter, what is that to you? Follow thou me. Beloved, don't concern yourself with your brother or sister what they're doing for the master. We must not concern ourselves with the master's other servants' obedience. We read about it in Romans chapter 14. Whatsoever the master tells you to do, you do it. You listen, obey, and move on to your next assignment for the master. The question you may ask this morning, is it possible that God will speak to me and use me? I'm just an ordinary, everyday kind of person with all my struggles and, and failures. The Bible tells us that God uses us ordinary people in the most extraordinary ways. God's used each of these men as improbable as it may seem. On their own, they had many strikes, like me, against them. But their willingness to say yes to God changed their lives. Moses, a murderer. David, an adulterer. Peter, whom we spoke about this morning. Impulsive, a denier. Paul, a vicious persecutor. God looked past all these men's shortcomings and saw great faith and trust in their heart. God saw Moses, a leader, faithful and obedient. God called David a man after his own heart. Paul became a great teacher. Peter was a leader, boldly professing his faith. 
Do you feel too ordinary for God to use you? Are you feeling guilty of past sins that would put you out of contention? So if you feel unqualified or unworthy, you're exactly the qualities God is looking for. You just need to say yes, and God will teach you, admonish you, transform you, and empower you. You need to say yes, then listen, surrender, and draw close to him. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 19, Jesus says, Follow me, means to trustfully obey his instruction. Submit to his will by faith, even when it exceeds understanding. Imitate his example, and then in every day will be full of opportunities and adventures. You may say this sounds good, but I still feel unqualified, unworthy, guilty, aware of my failures, troubled by my ineffectiveness. But beloved Jesus continue in that same verse with a wonderful promise. Listen to Jesus' words. I will make you. He makes you to be qualified. He makes you worthy. He makes you not guilty. He makes you successful. He makes you effective. This Bible speaks of dozens of men and women who felt unqualified, unworthy for the task assigned to them. But God made them. He, God, is so willing and able to make you. The master will take your faithful hearts and do extraordinary things. The challenge this morning is this. Whatsoever he, the master, says unto you, the servant, to do, are you as a servant willing to do it? The Bible says in John 2 verses uh, verse 11, the beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. His glory. Take note, when we do as he says, the glory and honor is his. Whatsoever he says do, Colossians 3 says, whatsoever you do, work heartily as unto the Lord and not for men. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6 says, not by way of high pleases, as people pleases, but as bond servants. First book of Peter says, as a man speaks, as a man serves, let him do it, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Beloved, in closing, we as servants of our master Jesus Christ must listen. We must be faithful we must obey. We must follow. We must be humble. We must be devoted. We must be helpful to the cause of Christ as we strive by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit to do whatsoever he says unto you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Amen. Thank you, Sharon.